This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shack, and I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. That's right, everybody. We are back in the dungeon, in the dark place of our souls, where we gather to share the worst ideas that we have discovered in our travels and challenge each other with... If you have to turn this into a good movie in just 10 short minutes. For fun. For fun. For fun. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, let us not delay. Let us jump right into the fun with our first <laughs> bad idea today, which I am going to be bringing. Excellent. I'm going to start reading the article in just a moment. I am going to, uh, there's going to be a link in the episode description if you would like to read along with this article, dear friends. We're going to play a small game within our game, which is that I'm going to read the first sentence of this article, but I'm going to blank out a certain word and you guys are going to see if you can guess what that word is. A game within a game. Before I tell you what it is. Yeah, we're going to we're going to see we're going to see if we can have a little bit of fun because this is a wild story. So from our good friends at the Huffington Post, I'm going to elide the title of the article, the headline for just a moment. The first sentence reads Colombian president Gustavo Petro on Wednesday removed the national police director who had talked about using blank to catch fugitives. One more time. Colombian president Gustavo Petro on Wednesday removed the national police director who had talked about using blanks to catch fugitives. Huh. Any guesses, any ideas about what blanks might be? Before we started rolling, you did mention to us that this was the most South American idea possible. It's, a, it's very South American. So I think either some sort of rice and beans dish to lure ooh, them. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. That's pretty good. Or, the, I mean, the, the other thing is like churches that like just sort of turning the sanctuary of churches on their on their head and now mm. they're traps. I see, I see. So like a criminal shows up, sanctuary, sanctuary, please, please, please come in into this jail that we made to look like a church sort of a thing. Yes, exactly that. Yo, using confessional to catch criminals would be a baller and very sacrilegious move. You can't see the guy on the other side of the, the panel, right. yeah. you know? <laughs> Until the cuffs come out. I guess warmer, colder, is it like it wasn't badass enough or it was like human rights violating? <laughs> <laughs> I love that those are the polls. Were they fired because they the person was disappointed uh -huh. in how toothless it was? Right, right, right. Like, you know, this is too tame. You right, know? right, right. Uh, no, no, it's it's definitely in the other direction. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> predict predictable. <laughs> I'm gonna go with confessional. Why not? You are extremely close. The full sentence now without the elided word reads Oh boy. Colombian President Gustavo Petro on Wednesday removed the national police director 
who had talked about using exorcisms to catch fugitives. Wait, what? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. Let's get into the story. That seems so convoluted and... (laughs) circumstantial there's so much luck involved in many ways the confessionals just seem like a more streamlined version of it (laughs) neither petro nor the defense ministry elaborated on reasons for the dismissal of general henry sanabria a staunch catholic he had no shit Mm -hmm. who was appointed by petro in august of last year but sanabria was under an internal investigation by the ministry over whether he had inappropriately allowed his religious beliefs to infringe on his duties. Sanabria unleashed a debate about the impact of his faith on the police after his statements in an interview last month. Oh boy. Including that the police used exorcisms to catch drug kingpins and guerrilla leaders. He also issued a strong condemnation of abortion, which is legal in Colombia. Bag of sunshines, this guy. Bag of sunshine. Although Colombia is predominantly a Catholic country of conservative and religious traditions, it is a secular state under its constitution. Petro, who was sworn in as the country's first ever leftist president last August, said that Sanabria would never be persecuted over his religion, but that there must be separation between religious beliefs and the state. Interior Minister Alfonso Prada said Wednesday that Sanabria's departure had nothing to do with his expressions of his religious beliefs. Since the government respects freedom of thought, he said only that the dismissal was part of a new start for the National Police Force. In a Twitter message, Petro thanks Sanabria for his work without referring to the reason for his <laughs> removal. Mm. A couple more, a little bit more information about who he's going to be replaced with that does not enormously matter to us. Skipping to the bottom of the article. In an interview in Semana magazine last week, Sanabria said that the police force carries out exorcisms to catch top leaders of drug trafficking gangs and guerrilla groups. And then there is some more stuff about some more of his batshit beliefs at the bottom of the article that do not enormously matter. That's the bones of it. Using exorcism to catch dangerous criminals in Colombia. I'm going to start a 10 minute timer right now. So the thing about using exorcisms to catch criminals is that you need there to be a call for an exorcism. Right. Like it is kind of this like very convoluted process of I bet that this criminal has a demon in him. Right. And the demon has been making him do all the bad stuff. The logic is sound so far. (laughs) And once we exorcise the demon, then the good Catholic soul within will be only too happy to share the information. Yeah. Like, if anything, I feel like this should be in lieu of prison. Everyone who's convicted of a crime should have an exorcism exorcism. performed on on them. (laughs) Right. But But if you're trying to, like, get people to admit to crime through the exorcism, you're primary job is to create demand for exorcism among criminals. Right. Right. You sort of have to like make it like photo day at school (laughs) is like you get your picture taken and then you get an exorcism Uh and like once a year kind of a thing. Right, right, right. And I think that's great. But like unlike confessional where people may just be going every week, it's like who's making the call like, oh, my God, we need like we need (laughs) the big guns today. So like I'm just imagining the police like, you know, getting like a smoke machine and like putting it in through the bedroom window and like <laughs> dressing up their little cousin as like a ghoul and, like 
like put him in. He's just like, I mean, how do you fuck with somebody to the point that they're like, get me the exorcist so that you can then bring in the person who can be like, if you're lying about any crimes, you must come clean before we can rid this demon. Like I do, I do want, like, I think the, the way to do this uh-huh. is that like a priest ends up in a diehard situation of like, there's a building, <laughs> terrorists <laughs> have taken it, taken everybody a hostage. Like, the priest just happens to be played by Liam Neeson. He's done it before. He can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. And for like the SWAT team is like surrounding the building and like, but the priest starts like performing an exorcism to try and like calm down the terrorists. And somehow it works. And he becomes mm. like a national, like in a freak way yeah. where everyone is too stunned to shoot him. And then like there's a weird bullet ricochet and like one of the terrorists shoots themselves and it looks like God is ranging vengeance down, like lightning strikes the building, whatever happens. And then suddenly this priest who is now a national celebrity is used in sort of a power game where like this general is trying to big them up and be like, we should do exorcisms at all of our high pressure hostage situations. Can I offer up just like one tweak? Yes, please. So, all right. So when he's in Nakatomi Plaza, and the terrorists take over. Yeah. It's like, you know, like they're trying to steal something. They're trying to do something, trying to get into a vault, whatever. Yeah, whatever they're trying to do. And they expect the police response to be X. The police response is like one tenth of the time that they were expecting. Like instantly yeah. Yeah. the building is surrounded. And it's very, very clear that the terrorist plan is not going to work. And the priest kind of, you know, timidly stands up and sort of goes, it's become very clear that your original plan is not going to work. And if you guys want to avoid going to jail, I have a kind of crazy plan, but go Mm -hmm. with me. And so, you know, it isn't necessarily that like, something supernatural happens. It's just sure. kind of everyone else, all the terrorists play along with him and kind of right. simulate this exorcism. And you can show the simulation first, the first 15 minutes of the movie, and then we work backwards as to how we got here. Correct. And so he walks, the priest walks out of that building and he's like oh dusting his hands. Thank God I cannot wait to get back to my quiet life in the village and never think about this shit ever again. But they pull him back in. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love it. Except now they really expect results in a way that he can't deliver. Oh, of course. Of course. But uh, what's that classic gangster film? Is it Casino or there's like one that's like very voiceover driven? Goodfellas. Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm just imagining like the Goodfellas intro. <laughs> where he's just like, my life was so simple before they brought me into the familia. It's like the reverse yeah. Goodfellas. I never wanted yeah. to be a mobster. Yeah, right, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> right, like, you know, like my life as a priest was so good until I started to be a really good priest, a really effective priest. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished, they said. And like, like his reason for doing it up front is because they're going to start killing hostages. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. He yeah. is he is scared. He like wants to get everyone out of there alive. He is even like he hears two of the terrorists talking and it becomes clear that they're like young kids over their heads. And he's like, 
these guys don't deserve to spend the next 40 years in jail for like a stupid thing that this like ringleader bullied them into. Yeah. All the best intentions in the world. He's like one white lie. I'll go and confess with the Monsignor next week. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then he never makes it to the Monsignor because the police force pulls him in and all of a sudden he now is kind of in this place where he has to live up to the expectations of super priests. The police force pulls him in or the, the crime family pulls him in in order to like give them. Oh, that's a good thought. Like, cause my, my understanding of how this works is basically like when, get, when it goes wrong, <laughs> let's be real. It does not work, but, but no, continue. it doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, but like for the sake of the movie, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm imagining that like they do the, they like put on this charade and then they have like an, uh, a, a claim of insanity when yeah. it comes to mm-hmm. court. So it's like, basically it's the fail safe. So if you get intervened by the, the federales, you pull a fake exorcism and then you get off if it's convincing enough. But of course, like, you know, when it's the same three criminals yeah. four times in a row this month, maybe that doesn't sell so hard. In a way, that to me makes it less pressure on the guy because if it's just with like the criminals, there's mm. this element of he can just kind of be like, it was all a lie. And the criminals are like, yeah, no shit. We need you to keep lying. Lie more. Lie some more for us. But if it's like he gets brought in by the cops, there is this element of like, you really can do this, right? Because if that was all an act, we have questions and those questions perhaps come with handcuffs. And he's like, as I was saying, legit as fuck. Yeah, let's go. I can for sure do this. I mean, it would have to be in the context of a very religious country. Yes. Because like, why would they care if it was real or fake? They like diffuse the bomb of like no hostages died. The people are in handcuffs. Like, why would they care if it was real or not? Right. No, like I'm definitely trying to engineer the situation where he fakes one exorcism and then lands in the lap of someone powerful and dangerous who believes that he can do exorcisms and he needs to keep delivering without necessarily having the ability to do it. Like that is, I think, like the comedic premise that I'm trying to sort of like position us towards but it doesn't need to go that way this has to be in christonia <laughs> yes or like like in the fake country that is yeah. led by an authoritarian leader who is like all in on god and demons and that sort of thing yes vatican country with that given i'm, I'm i mean in. yeah Hey, have we thought of the man? <laughs> it shouldn't take place in the Vatican. It shouldn't take place in the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> to all of our Catholic listeners, we apologize for any hurt feelings. <laughs> no, and like, you know, like I think that like uh, my at least position is very similar to the one in the article, which is like, hey, look, you are free to believe whatever you want to believe. We encourage people to like find whatever truth is their truth. There's this should not be mixed with law enforcement. Like there should yeah. be a separation of belief and federal law in that way. You have a little over 30 seconds for any details about what is this called and um, who is playing anyone aside from the priest who may or may not be played by Liam Neeson. I think Andrew Garfield could be like a young terrorist or a young Monsignor. And it's called Compelled. Yes! (laughs) That's it! (laughs) That's awesome! I love it! I love it. And that is time. That is it. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, by the way, by the way, the headline, which I did not read, was uh, Colombia's president removes police chief who cited using exorcisms to catch fugitives. Wow. Incredible stuff. No, you guys, you guys were so close with your guesses. I was just like, oh, my God, they might be able to like just like course correct slightly. 
I wouldn't have gotten there though. Exorcisms. I would have gone. Exorcisms a stone too far. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten there. <laughs> well, because it's like one of those things where it's like, it just like raises questions of like, how were you using it? Because like yeah. confessional, it's so clear how you might. It would be a horrible misuse of the institution, Correct. but right. it makes sense how you might use it to catch criminals. Operationally, yeah. Exorcisms make no goddamn sense anyway. Well, I mean, when you think of it like, so my initial thought was like basically tricking people to think that they need one and then sending one in to be an interrogator. Oh, sure, sure. What we ended up with was like, no, no, they're the new bomb squad where it's like, they're not going to hurt a priest. <laughs> and then the sure. priest can convince them it's... <laughs> So, <laughs> dear Lord, <laughs> dear Lord, indeed. Yeah, well, we're gonna go. What is there to say <laughs> for our dirty, dirty <laughs> sin of this idea? And we'll be back after these messages with a new bad idea. Hey there, Zach Valenti here with a quick reminder that if you love No Bad Ideas or any of the podcasts Gabrielle, Sarah, and I create, you can support us with a monthly membership at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the No Bad Ideas back catalog and hear every bad idea we've ever done. And as an Idealist member, you could even snag a special shout out in the credits. You can learn more and sign up today at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. All right. And with that, let's get back to the show. Well, we're going to have to uh, hope our prayers were heard and uh, find out later about whether or not they're answered. Uh, but in the meantime, can I interest you both in joining me in the pit? Which pit's that? Favorite. Am I the asshole? Let's go. The power of the pit compels me. Am I the asshole for exposing my future brother-in-law's shady past? <laughs> To my family. I saw at least this headline when I was Reddit diving. I may have seen this one. If it is the one that I'm thinking of, please continue. Yeah. I'm 37 female and I come from a close knit family. I have two younger siblings, 28 male and 27 female. And my sister recently got engaged to my future brother in law, uh, 23 male. After dating him for just around a year, we all know him well, and I've always got along with him. He comes from a rough background, but he has always been very polite and charming. How good? He doesn't talk about his own family or his upbringing. My sister said it's a painful topic for him, so no one ever pushed. There was a recent family event, which future brother-in-law attended. He was quiet during the day. He's normally high energy and sociable, then disappeared for a while. When I went outside for some fresh air, I bumped into him. He was emotional and said it was a hard day for him due to negative associations. He ended up offloading some quite shocking things from his past, including that he has a history of very serious drug use, including Ooh. needles, and that he has done sex work and 
porn, men and women. I felt for him at the time because he was so upset, literally crying on my shoulder. But afterwards, I felt more and more uncomfortable. I still feel bad for him since clearly he regrets it. But it's very shocking to find out that he has that kind of history, and it does make me feel differently about him. Obviously, I told my husband what future brother-in-law told me. I mean, obviously. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no secrets, but apparently not. I didn't feel comfortable keeping it to myself. Uh, I also told my sister because I didn't know how honest he had been with her and it could impact on her decision to marry him. She was angry and she said she was fully aware and it doesn't make her think less of him. I know others might disagree, but I decided if my sister and future brother-in-law weren't going to bring it up, then it was my responsibility to make sure my family had the information they needed to make an informed choice about what kind of relationship they have with him. That that's where the bad like welcome yeah, to yeah, the yeah. badness. Come on in. <laughs> the water's hot. <laughs> My parents agreed that it was the right thing to do and were grateful. <laughs> my brother said he could see my point, but didn't think it was my responsibility to share that information. Good brother, good brother. It wasn't. My yes. brother's wife thought I was out of line. Yeah, you were. <laughs> we like her. When my sister found out I had told my family about future brother-in-law's sketchy past, she was very angry. She is now refusing to speak to me altogether because apparently this has affected future brother-in-law quite badly. They are no longer engaged because, quote, he thinks he's not good enough for her. She is poor, man. Oh, this poor guy. And no one in my family has since seen him since all of this happened. Obviously, that wasn't my intention and no one said he isn't good enough. I think it's naive to pretend that you see someone exactly the same after finding out they're an addict. Whether or not you like it, there are risks that come with that lifestyle and relapses are common. I'm concerned that my sister will get hurt, and I don't think it's unreasonable for my family to have access to the same information I do, especially when they're inviting him into their homes and there are children around, etc. Am I the asshole for yes. informing my family about my future brother-in-law's background? Ta-da! Look, yeah. uh-huh. Fine. Like, there may be, like, some of those concerns at the end may be, like, somewhat valid. You do not have a right to just kind of, like, decide, like, I'm going to throw this grenade into this person's life unilaterally. Yeah, yeah. So as the uh, arbiter of morality, I think it's like one thing to bring it up to your husband, your partner. I feel like we all process things so long as there is the cone of silence from there. And then, like, if you want to bring it up with your sister who is making (laughs) the choice to, like, just make sure she knows what she's getting into. That's, I think, also, like, very fine. Like, that, that doesn't strike me as, like, a problem. It's when she brings it to the rest of the family that fucks me up. That's obviously when the big red line gets crossed. I think the way that she tells on herself when she in in how she writes this of just like it made me uncomfortable. So I had to talk to my sister. Yeah, I was going to say like there was a phrase in there that was doing an inorbitant amount of lifting. Right. That was like it made me uncomfortable to keep this to myself. And it was like. I, faced with this burden, just had to take steps because I was not comfortable holding this information in my brain space. The amount of fuckery that I'm I'm making an assumption, but I think I'm right, that white women do when they think they're uncomfortable. (laughs) I say this 
as one. It's bad. All right, all right, all right. Sit with that uncomfort. Let's get this. Let's get this timer rolling because otherwise we're just gonna like ten minutes of talk the clock. about it and not talk about it. Anyway, yes. Let's, yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, so. I want to make this like, you know, that couple in Love Actually that meet because they're sex body doubles on, yes, on films. Yeah. Like, I want to give this boyfriend a background in adult entertainment that sort of comes out. And then one of the other family members also has secretly been doing porn. I kind of actually really like the twist of the let's just kind of like keep the geography of the story for now as it was of just kind of like, you know, the sister actually met the partner because they were doing that as well. Yeah. And um, we can leave the addiction stuff out. Yeah. But just kind of like, you know, family gathering. It's like an old kind yeah. of, you know, like old school family. I've been watching a lot of Succession, so I'm imagining sort of something kind of Roy-esque. There we go. And, you know, like someone is bringing their, you know, new partner to have their teeth counted and all this stuff. And they seem very sweet. And sure enough, somehow the main character who is the sibling of the person whose new partner it is finds this out and freaks out, not knowing that their sibling was there on the set doing that too. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not following levels of this. So sure, the like geography of that, that was a little confusing. So there is an engaged couple, as the story has, they go back to the family. Mm-hmm. Correct. The woman's sister, who is the, the engaged the woman's sister, who is the protagonist of the film, is also an adult entertainer? No. Okay. No, same as same as in the original post. They are just uh, in. Insuff- but there's a third sibling. Poss- possibly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I like in the version that I'm pitching it. This third sibling may or may not be there because it's basically like Love Actually style. The couple met oh, okay. while working in the pornographic industry. Got it. So the sister that the sister of the protagonist who is engaged is an mm-hmm. adult entertainer herself. Correct. The family doesn't know. The family, the family does not doesn't know. know. Okay. Again, I'm sort of reverse engineering for the moment of kind of like, you know, like, Rachel, I don't know how to tell you this, but like your partner has been doing this. And Rachel's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but yes, trust yeah, me, yeah. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm aware, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, like she starts the the nosy sister starts like spying on the dude and like goes to his place of work uh-huh. and then sees her sister there. Sure, sure. And that is and then there's a another big blow up. And there can even be like, you know, some amount of he has corrupted my sister and dragged yeah. her into his lifestyle of sin and instability. And it's like, nope, 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 nope. That is, that is not how that happens. Let, let's run with this. Yeah. So what, what does the family think she does? Um, Independent film production. Yeah. She's just a producer. Uh-huh. So this or is like not- an assistant director. I guess that's tough because eventually it would be like, when can we see one of her movies? This is not a painfully close family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all right, all right. Mm-hmm. They could just think she's like an accountant or something. <laughs> Okay, okay. Something boring. I I would say that. That makes good money. Like the other way around it is it is succession. This is a super wealthy family. She doesn't have to work. And it's just like. She lives off the trust. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's like the other direction to go. We're like, they don't ask because they don't give a shit because they know she doesn't have, you know. The problem with that (laughs) is that like if it is a wealthy enough family, that's a PR problem for the family. And Which like the could be what yeah yeah that's true that's true uh, and like all of a sudden that is now like a more justified reason for this for the protagonist to freak out about it yeah um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's tough. It's like sort of one of these, like, you want to kind of like preserve the like busybody aspect of it. But I think that we're trying to just kind of like calibrate this very carefully to be both very similitudinous and also less fucking unempathetic than the original poster version. Yeah. Um, yeah. They think she's an accountant. Great. Moving on. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. And like the family can be Interior like. Interior decorator, whatever. The family yeah. can be comfortable, but not like trust fund wealthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interior decorator. I like that. Or like she works in film. Like she, she, she's a set decorator and just has like a bunch of pictures of like sets that look fine before yeah. them. Just looks totally normal That's right, before, before yeah. the stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So they they're there. Yes. The sister doesn't find out at the meeting. She finds out through like I guess. How does the sister find out? Yeah. Does the sister have kids who she like has to bust? Like you're watching. Oh, God. Like, I know that guy. Like, is it like. No, I think that it has to be sort of something like they meet up at like for like a family lunch or something. Lunch goes fine after lunch during like cocktail hour. Sure. The sister who is super paranoid and super like, you know, like, if, are you really good enough to marry my little sister? Like she goes and she is grilling the guy and he says something just a tiny little bit weird, something just a little bit odd. And the sister digs her teeth in. And so she's kind of like up for the next four days doing like the Google deep dive on this guy. And she is, you know, paying the guy that she knows for like the background check. And it's like, oh, like he is like clean. Like the only thing is that like some of his checks come instead of his name, they have Pierre Delecto on them. Like, I don't know what that's about. And she's like Googling Pierre Delecto. And then it turns out that like Pierre Delecto is the star of over yes. 500 <laughs> porn films or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think that it needs to be for, like, the dramatic purposes, something that she, as an extreme busybody, like, dredges up and uncovers. Mm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And then, like, tries to use it as a power play if this is a succession-y family <laughs> in order to torpedo the marriage or gain like get the sister written out of the will or something but it obviously will backfire in some spectacular way hmm, hmm. yeah like there may be sort of some competition between the sisters that may need to yeah. also be like an aspect of it like there may need to sort of be something where you know like the older sister who is not getting married wants to take over some aspect of the family business yeah and that that is like eh, you know like wouldn't be fair I trust you but like this has always been like a lot more like Rachel's side of things and like maybe Rachel is like the person that is like better suited for this to be like a better caretaker for it and so then like the older sister is looking for some way to be like no Rachel is irresponsible and cannot be trusted and is doing wild things minute and a half something along those lines perhaps yeah, I mean, I'm here for this minute and a half on the clock I, I, oh, thank this you, all thank passes you. muster yeah where, where do we land oh the busybody sister gets written out of the will yeah Nice, yeah, nice. No, Easy. like, like, like we land on kind of. Does she end up doing porn? Oh, God. No, 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 no. no. Because I think that like, you know, like there needs like the film needs to definitely come down on a place of like the perception that only like desperate people engage in this line of work is both outdated and very wrong. Like there are a lot of yeah. people that do this as a like meaningful, constructive way to make a living and everybody can chill out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and like the sister can like, you know, like jump to that conclusion of he's doing porn. He must be addicted to every single drug. And it's like, right, nope, right. Nope, nope, nope. nope. 
He, yeah, yeah. He's never even smoked a day in his life. No, 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 no. Yeah, but like, you know, like there needs to be sort of a lot of like, this is a tiny little glimpse into the like weird cavalcade of stupidity that this movie would need to be because it would need to sort yeah. of be like, she would need to be like uncovering more things and it would need to sort of be really look like a whole thing and she would need to be struggling and her husband would need to get involved and like all these things. But man, I'm getting tired just sort of like thinking about it like i'm i'm exhausted yeah. and, and not even well then i'm I, exhausted and having to even come up with the summary of this busybody gossip movie well then i have some good news because Is that's time? time oh god <laughs> hey uh it like you know it might be the role that rachel mcadams wins an oscar for but oh man long overdue yeah karen the movie coming this summer <laughs> wow yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it I that just like put like 50 volts through this entire thing. If that is the title, if that is the title of the movie, like if it's like just like Karen. Wow. Zach, Holy shit. You are holding out on us. Now Greta Gerwig will direct. Yeah. (laughs) And and also, but also like that now, like unlocks a tone for me. Yeah. Yes. Like that just like unlocked a certain like style of tongue in cheek making fun of itself thing for this movie that I was lacking before. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) There it is. Oh, man. I'm like, there's a short story that's like from the perspective of a real, real horrible person by like flatter francis or o'connor flannery o'connor flannery Flannery o'connor yeah that's like a lot of the people from the perspective she writes that are are terrible but anyway right right right. it was just that yeah that 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 body of work is coming to mind as uh some solid inspiration for karen (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) maybe most marketable (laughs) idea from no bad ideas yet Uh, we're gonna go uh, shop this one around the block and uh, you you can do that i'm gonna go lie down we'll be back and we'll be back in two weeks with more no bad ideas This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show possible. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jeffrey Felsher, Gemma, Rena, Robert Johnson, and Leap Flame. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you really love this show, let us know by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen and consider sharing it with someone you love.